All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Dropping the Gloves. Well, gosh, Tim, I, I poked a bear the other day. Yeah, you, you did, did just yeah. a little bit. I, I think I poked a shark because I made this comment about Curtis Gabriel, and I, I've never been inundated with so much hate than I, than I have since I retired. I, I, I know the shark fans were faithful, but boy, oh, boy. So I made a comment about Curtis Gabriel about how – I wasn't a fan of his showboating about his pregame chats, about his pregame stick routine, about his just pregame comments and this and that. And I just got lambasted by the Twitter trolls. They came after me hard, especially from San Jose. But you know what came of it? Curtis Gabriel, super stand-up guy, is not afraid of a, of a conversation and an interaction. He reached out. He's like, let's do it. So, Curtis, thanks for coming on the show, my friend. No problem. Thanks for having me, Big John. Yeah, so we, we have some history, you and I. We've actually tangled before, off the ice. Off the ice, yep. yep. We, we trained together at Minnesota top team, Jeremy Clark. Gosh, it must have been 10, 15 years ago now. I don't even know how long ago. How long? I, like 10 I'm, years not, ago? I'm not that old. I'm going to say not that old. I'm going to say max six or five. Oh, gosh, maybe I'm younger than I think. Maybe yep. I'm just like super yep. – I'm aging myself. But anyways, you, you were up and coming. I think you'd just been drafted by Minnesota. And we, we trained, we boxed, we, we sparred, um, and it was a good summer. I don't know how long you were there, but I think it was one summer we kind of fooled around together. I'm not entirely sure, but yeah, it was good. Yeah, I, I think I saw you in there twice, but we, one summer I was there more often than not uh, a couple times a week, and you were there too. So that was uh, – yeah, I spent two full summers there in Minnesota. Nice. Well, let's just get, get right to the nitty-gritty. I'm sure a lot of our listeners are like, all right, just enough with the formality. So I made some <laughs> comments about you of first your – your comments to the media before the St. Louis game, you came out and you really shot hard. You said, no one's going to mess with my team. I'm Curtis Gabriel. I'm Iron Man. I'm going to kill everybody. I might be paraphrasing um, somewhere close to that. Is that close? Uh, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say so. Those comments were after the game. Uh, That was the next day uh, when addressing the media, they was, they asked me about that. So um, yeah, I think it, I told them the same thing I'll tell you is a case by case basis. And, uh, talking to Revo those two games, that's because he didn't want to engage me the first game I played. So I've heard from the boys and I've heard from the fans that, um, 
he's been acted up when there's nobody around and, and melting off to our coaches, to our bench, to our players. And I'm just, I was just telling him I had enough of that. So I'm, as I said, I'm here now and I'm not going to put up with that. And then it just happened to be a coincidence that my good buddy, Jordan Bennington, the game before I play his team decides to, you know, be Jordan Bennington, which we all know and love. And I love him too, but just not against my team. So again, I had to set the tone there and I think Cliffy knew it was coming and he came hard at me in warm up, but, uh, as I said, case-by-case case basis, you watch me go play Anaheim last night, Nick Deloria and me, nothing to talk about. I mean, you know, he didn't shed his gloves one time in Montreal uh, after he shook him at me, but I let that slide, and uh, we had a good, respectful couple games. Do you think, even by making the comments like he didn't shed his gloves after he shook him at me, you're putting a target on your back because tough guys don't like to be embarrassed. They don't like to be upstage. They don't like to just have someone kind of – be the showboat, you know, especially guys who are tough. Nick Delore, I played with him in Buffalo. He's a tough kid. Ryan Reeves, arguably one of the toughest guys in the league right now. They don't like that. Do you think you're painting a target on your back? And are you worried? Like, why am I giving these guys any extra incentive to come after me? Bring the target, put it right on my forehead. I mean, I'm, I'm way too fired up for these games. I could care less. And I think that's really my mindset and that's what I'm portraying. And it's, you go ask Bernsey, you go ask uh, Carly, Mario Ferrari, you ask all these guys, I'm the same guy talking to you right now as I am in the locker room and I'm the same guy on the ice. So uh, I always rather be shot as a, as a lion than a sheep. So if you're going to tell me to calm down, I probably won't have a job anymore. That's true. And I would talk to Bernsey, but he, he doesn't return my calls anymore. But that's a whole other topic. Um, what, gosh, what do you say to other tough guys who are saying, like, calm it down a little bit? Like what I said, like, pump the brakes, kid. Like, you've only been in the league for 30, 40 games. You haven't earned anything yet. Where, where does that come into play? Where you're, you're embarrassing a guy who's established and – He's not talking smack in the media. He's not saying anything. Well, is it just your, is that your way to get yourself pumped up or what, where does that come from? That's my authentic self. That's, uh, that's probably why you all got, you got all that hate coming after you. Cause I got an army of love behind me and people that love being themselves and they see me doing it. And, uh, I love it, man. I, I want the NHL to be fired up every night. You saw Vegas and St. Louis play the other night, Reeves and, Dakota Joshua and Clifford are running around hitting each other. Like, let's bring it back to where every night we're going to war because that's the kind of hockey I like. So um, I'm fine with people saying that. I, I, I've played a long time. I've heard every chirp in the book. I've been punched down in the hallway by a skilled guy. I've, uh, I've tried to fight somebody off a draw and they didn't, they didn't say yes. And they scored right off the face off. Cause I was, the whole team was standing around. Like I've had everything embarrassing happen to me and I'm all the better for it and all the stronger for it. So bring it on. I think people misunderstand me to where they're saying that I don't like you. I don't like the type of player you are. I love the type of player you are. I think you're good for the game. You're good for San Jose. I love the way you fight. I think you just stick your chin out there and you're like, let's trade punches and see who wins. That's the kind of fighter that I love. I'm not saying that. I just have, I take issue with the off ice stuff, but if that's who you are, if that's your authentic self, like go for it. Absolutely, man. That's that's all I'm trying to push. Yeah, I'm trying to push. I'm trying to push that, and I think you'll see that people are their best versions of themselves when they are being their authentic selves. And am I actually hurting anyone? No. Am I, uh, you know, am I maybe hurting some feelings? Well, that's that's your own problem to deal with. That's that's your own insecurity. If I'm bothering you, I don't think I really am. I think Revo, uh, we had some great talks after that. Uh, Cliffy, I think Dilo, we're all pretty secure dudes. So let's just have some fun with it. Let's uh, let's grow the game. Let's get fans involved again. Let's show that we can. We can play, we can fight, we can do everything. All right, I agree. So I, there's a story floating around, and I don't think many people know about this. 
you got your ponytail cut off at one point. Can you tell us the story behind that? I, I'm a Minnesota guy. Mm. I know um, some boys back in Minnesota. I reached out. I'm like, I'm interviewing Curtis Gabriel. Can you confirm or deny that Miku Koivu cut your ponytail off at some point? To be honest with you, I, I'm lost on that term. You might have to fill me in on that. Your hair. He cut your hair. Oh, that is absolutely false. What? I think if, I don't think Miko, I think Miko Koivu knew what type of player I was and respected me. And, you know, he was a kind of a quiet guy and we or most of our interactions would be in morning skate when we were skating around. He'd kind of look at me and ask to fight me as a joke. And I kind of wrestled with him quick. But uh, other than that, no, I think he gave me the police hat after the first time I fought Reeves in a big win in Minnesota, uh, had my fingers stitched straight together. I couldn't bend it. And I think uh, he respected that I stood up and fought Reeves and I got that. So that is an absolutely fabricated story. And uh, I don't uh, BS anything. So that's not true. Someone told me that he made you cut your ponytail off. Oh my God. That is, I mean, that is whoever's, whoever's talking that crap. I'd love to see them on the ice. Really interesting. All right. Fact check. That one is debunked. False. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, let's talk about your wrist move. You're you're chucking your wrist where you grab Reeves' elbow and just bomb him. I remember working on that with Clarky. Have you always done that? Is that as effective every fight, or do you have other kind of skills that you're going to throw out? Because you've used it in every fight, and it Mm -hmm. works so good. Like, no one's Mm -hmm. ready for it. What happens when these guys are prepared for that rip move? Yeah, see, Like, if you fight Reeves tomorrow night, what happens? Because he he knows it's coming. Uh, me being my authentic self, that's something I'm not going to get into. That's something that, uh, I've trained really hard at. I worked at, I've studied a long time. I practice it in the mirror every freaking day. Like, do you really? Yeah. Don't even dude. I've, I've been visualizing these, these times for a long time. I knew I'd get here eventually. It was going to take some time. It's been a lot of ups and downs. Um, but I'm here now and I'm just soaking it up and I'm not letting this opportunity go by. I'm just not. So they better be ready. Uh, I'll always be ready. And uh, that's all I have to say about that. I love that. So are you, you, you had a good sit in New Jersey where you put up good points. You protected the team. The boys loved you in New Jersey. I also did some research there and everybody said Curtis Gabriel was unbelievable here. Were you sore that you didn't get a chance to go back there? I'm sore about a lot of things. And I think that's why you see me play so damn hard. I have so many things to get fired up about. If I ever go into a game not fired up, I'll just quit because there's, I have way too much motivation to play this game. And um, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. I'll try not to, I don't want to talk badly about other places talk, you know, I'll just say that I had a great time. I'll say that John Hines at the time was the best coach I ever had. And I loved going to war with guys like Kevin Rooney and Connor Carrick and Brett Cini. Um, it was incredible times, but uh, yeah, it wasn't meant to be. So uh, here we are now. No, I've been there many times where a year-end meeting and the coach is like, yeah, we're going to stick you around. The GM's like, for sure. You know, keep your phone close by. We want to resign you. I've been there many, many times. And then the phone doesn't call. The phone doesn't ring. And then it's like, okay, we're getting close to July 1st. What's going on? And then they just ghost you. Been there many times, so I understand that. So you've you played four games now. Six. You've knocked it out of the – six games, excuse me. You've knocked it out of the park. All the yeah. guys in San Jose love you. The coaches are raving about you. What's the next step? What, what do you, you just keep being yourself, keep going out there and plugging away. You're getting good minutes. You're getting 10 minutes a game. Is this your opportunity to kind of make a stamp on your career and be like, listen, I'm here. I'm an asset to the team. You're winning games when I'm in. Is this your chance? Yeah, man. I mean, 
went from an undrafted player in the OHL, fell into junior hockey to getting drafted as a third year eligible. And I think I lost that status of being a prospect. I missed my opportunities, whether I don't think I was ready back then, to be honest, I think everything happens for a reason and I'm ready now. And I know that not being a prospect anymore, if that door is open, I got to kick it wide open and keep it open. So, um, Honestly, the chances have been there. If you watch the games, the chances are there for points. The chances are there for goals. Uh, not a lot of shots, I know, but it's it's right there. And I know that this is a process-driven game. Life is a long game. It's a process. I'm just going to keep sticking with it, and I will get rewarded. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you've come into a situation that is really perfect for you. San Jose is – they're actually a pretty competitive team. I thought before the season they weren't going to be where they are in the standings. And I'm a San Jose guy. I love those guys. You guys are competitive. You play in a division that arguably is the toughest division in hockey. You, you look at every team, everybody – well, not every team, but most of the teams have a guy who can handle themselves. And you have a coach who respects the way that you play. Bob Bootner, he knows how to play hockey. He knows how to coach hockey. That has to be reassuring to know that, listen, if I go out there, I finish my checks, <laughs> I keep the other team honest, I don't have to put up points. I know I'm going to get in the lineup just because he knows what I bring to the team. <laughs> I mean, 27 hits in six games, averaging seven and a half minutes ice time. I mean, I think I'm getting around and making an impact. So they see that. They hear me on the bench. You know, Boogie, Rocky Thompson, John Madden, even just a super intense hockey player, penalty kill detail specialist. I have these guys in the perfect spot, the perfect organization, the perfect GM, coaching staff, players to just slide right in and be myself. And, uh, yeah, it's <laughs> – I think we're going to surprise a lot of people. I think something uh, – something good starting here. And uh, that's what we love about hockey, right? doesn't matter what team you are. doesn't matter who's the guys on the, on the game sheet. It's how hard you go, how bad you want it, how detailed you play. Anybody can win on any given night. Can you talk a little bit more about like the energy in the past week in the locker room and like who are the, who are your buddies on the team? Who are you guys, who have been hanging out with? Yeah. I, well, you can't help but feed off of uh, Mario Ferraro and Brent Burns. Those guys are like where I think, you know, two peas in a pod, they're D partners. And I'm just trying to hop in on that train and have some fun. And um, yeah, those two is especially, and then we're just uh, constantly beaking back and forth and then beaking everybody else. And Carly's chirping me, you know, it's, it's just a lot of fun, man. We've got the tunes going, um, having a lot of fun in the group chat. That's going to stay, stay with, stay with us, but uh, maybe one day it'll come out on a podcast, but it's, <laughs> it's a lot of fun right now. Yeah. You seem like a guy who's pretty, go ahead, John. Does Bernsey still send messages of him just taking massive dumps to the crew? Because that was would, his mo. Wow, <laughs> I, I mean, know you're not going to divulge, but I would love, I would love to see one of those next before next game. That's for sure. Maybe it's his turn to fire the boys up. You seem like a guy who's pretty uh, intentional, pretty thoughtful, self-aware. Like, is there someone that you kind of modeled your game after as you came up? Like, was there someone that you kind of said, like, hey, if, if I can make an impact like him, then I'll I've done my job. Hmm. Uh I guess it goes back to maybe mashing a bunch of things together. I want to be, I want to be true to myself. Nobody can be me. So, uh, you know, I love, I love Antoine Roussel. That guy seems to have unlimited energy. Andrew Shaw, even though we battled in junior and we, I wouldn't say we're friends. I respect him a lot. Uh, Milan Lucic, how he played, been able to play with the good players. Uh, just try to pull a lot of inspiration from a lot of different guys and put my own spin on it. It's funny all three of those guys are arguably the most hated players in NHL history. Roussel, that's a good thing. If that's you want a good to be thing. Hey. If you want to be remembered. I, I was voted, I think, two of my 
eight or nine years the most hated player in the NHL. So it's a yep. good thing. Tim Tim wrote a scathing blog about me before we met each other about how much of a donkey I am and how bad I am for hockey. Hey, we're, I'm not out here competing for a Lady Bing. I mean, I think we should find. I think we should make an award. Pick who was name you want to put on. It. I don't know Wendell Clark, most ter- most terrifying, most uh, you know hated guy in the league. That that'd be something to uh, look forward to. It's a good thing. It's better to be remembered for something than not remembered for nothing. All right. So who your your division is the toughest? I said you got Reeves, you got Delorier, you got McDermott from L.A. Clifford and Felino. I guess they can throw them, and then you throw yourself in there. Where does Curtis Gabriel rank in the Western Conference? Go. Hey, that's that's something that I'm going to leave to you, Johnny. Now that you're post career and you can talk about all that stuff, I'm I'm here to win. I'm here to win hockey games. I, I I'll, I'll fire the fans up and grow the game, but I know my place, and um, I'm here to win hockey games. And if that means having to go through ten brick walls, and as I said in uh, the preseason, talking to one of our reporters, he's asking me about coming out there, and I said, "You ever see the movie uh, Pacific Rim, where all the uh, the people have to build the big robots to to fight the monsters that keep coming out of the sea?" That's that's me. I'm going out there. I'll take on any monster that comes off off that other bench, and uh, if that's what it takes to win. Have you seen the movie Real Steel with Hugh Jackman? I have not, but it sounds great. It's one of my favorite movies where he gets robots and he boxes with robots. <laughs> oh, yes, I have. That's no, a- I have. Dude, that movie at the ending was amazing. You just rejogged Isn't my memory. It really the ro- it's unbelievable. I need to watch that again. I love he that movie. out like Colossus. Yes. Sorry, I can't remember the, the guy's kid. name. It's the kid that he builds the yeah. robot with. Yes, dude. It's his amazing. illegitimate son who he finds along the way. It's a really amazing. good movie. It's so like, good. We're, <laughs> we're getting off track. <laughs> Tim, do you have anything else? <laughs> Uh, no, this has been great. Yeah. Good luck tomorrow. Good luck the rest of your way. Like you, you, you've definitely, you, you've made, people are noticing, you know, you, you've made your mark in the league at this point and everyone's talking about Curtis Gabriel. So we'll be watching, you know, and wishing for you. Thanks very much. I appreciate that. And I got to get in every podcast I talk on. I got to get out my message that, you know, I see me wearing the shirt here. We got the pride tape, LGBTQIA plus ally, uh, an ally to black, uh, black and indigenous people of color. Um, I'm sick and tired of, you know, I fight for people off on the ice for the boys and I fight for people off and I'm tired of people being oppressed, being looked down upon. Let's educate ourselves on these issues. Let's be secure enough. Just like when John o, big John calls me out and I'm not, you know, hurt by it. I don't know. I'm not upset about it. I turn it into a positive. We have a great conversation. Let's grow up as a society and be better for each other. We're all the same race. One love. And we're friends for life now, Curtis. Absolutely. Very good, my friend. Well, listen, good luck the rest of the way. All the success to you. Keep throwing those punches. Throw some pucks in the back of the net. All the best, honestly. Hope you do well the rest of this year, and we can see you in the Sharks uniform for the foreseeable future, my man. Thanks very much. Appreciate it, uh, John and Tim. Well, that was good. He's a good guy. Wow, yeah. he's Yeah, he surprised me. He's very self-assured. Yeah, he knows who he is. He knows who he is, and he knows what he's doing, and and he doesn't need anyone else like like us to to tell him otherwise. So yeah, I respected the heck out of that. Well, you agree to disagree. I, I don't think his antics off the ice in the media are necessary. I, I, the way I I kind of went about my business was you just you know you let your actions speak louder than your words. You know, and it still you know it still sells the game. I'm not going to sit there and argue with him. I, I respect his opinion. It's good. It is what it is. <laughs> we'll see how it pans out for him. I, the, the painting the target on the head, I would not want to paint the target on my head. I'm like, you know what? Let that guy just let him do what he's doing. I don't, but anyway, that's the difference between us. I didn't want to go out there and bust heads every single night. I like to enjoy just, you know, watching a good game, maybe getting a couple shifts here and there. <laughs> yeah. my, Best seat in the house. 
<laughs> it was the best seat in the house, front row. But anyways, moving on, he has been making an impact. They've won three of their last four. They've got four points in their last four games. They are, they're not making any um, you know, moves in their division, but they're playing better. They're playing with more energy. You can see it on the ice. You can see it in the room. Burnsy's enjoying his time be- being there. So hopefully he can stick, you know, make a career out of this. He's obviously, you know, got the passion. He's got the fire. He's going to run through 10 brick walls for Pete's sake. That's a lot of brick walls. Yeah, I mean, and, and say what you want about Evander Kane's. Uh, you know, we, we're having some jokes at his expense, but he's playing really well. He scored in three straight. Um, he's, you know, one of the, the top goal scorers in the league right now. He's just, he's producing and, and they're winning. So hopefully they can get, you know, get out of the basement of that division. I'd love to see those guys sneak in and, into that fourth spot and, and go on a playoff run. Again, what is the benefit for them getting into the, anyways, that's, I don't want to go down that. I, I hope they do well. I love San Jose. I love the fans. They're very passionate. Shark Tank. Gotta love Dude, it. Dude Nick's playing great too. Dubnik's playing great. Everybody's doing well. Evander King Carlson still, you know, he's gotten a couple goals lately. He's, he's starting to turn it around a little bit. Maybe he heard the podcast. I think I like to think so. We're, we're, we're a, a, a change. You know, people listen to us. We've had player players listen to us. This is, a, you know, this is a proper podcast, Tim. What can I say? I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and say it's not, but it is. Yeah, I oh, agree. You, yeah, more you and more no comment. Well, it's unbelievable. Just, you, you I just hype you up and just leave sentence. me hanging. Oh. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know you're going with that. But yeah, people you are gotta, like more and more. Oh. It's it's fun to see players interacting with the show on social media and stuff too. Um, so yeah, I think people are noticing. It's possible that Carlson heard your comments and he's like, you know what? I can't let John down anymore. I got to turn this ship around. And he's done pretty well the last couple of weeks. We are good friends. We honestly are. Anyway, so speaking of a team that has not done well, speaking of a team that we pretty much crowned the Kings of the North Division, they are going to knock it out of the park. They, they don't even have to show up to the rink anymore. All of a sudden, the Toronto Maple Leafs are skidding. They're not playing that well. They just played Winnipeg. They lost the two games set to Winnipeg. They lost to Vancouver earlier. They're not the team that we remember seeing. Have you seen this, Tim? What do you think this is from and – do you think this is good or bad for them in the long run? I think it's actually good for them because you can't, you can't perform at that high of a level like forever. You know what I mean? Like they were rolling and firing in all cylinders for a couple of weeks there, but you can't do that forever. And it's better to kind of come down a little bit now and, and take a deep breath and, and have a little bit of a regression so you can pick it back up for the playoffs. Like it just wasn't sustainable. Um, and especially with it being a younger team, like they've got some veterans now, but the, the core, their stars are – are younger, so they need to you know figure out the the, the right pace for them. So I don't, I'm not worried about them. I think they're still they're still the 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 force in that division, um, and even even Winnipeg beating them twice. I think you know I I still pick them in a. I don't think there's really a close second in that division. It's it's, it's Toronto's division, and um, you know Jumbo's doing well. They are missing Wayne Simmons though. They've made a couple of comments in in the last week or so. Even even the coach. Um, has has made some comments on how how missed he is on the bench in the locker room, the energy he brings on the ice, the the he's loud on the bench, he, he pumps the boys up, and I think they they're missing that a little bit. So hopefully he's able to to make a comeback. They let me. Does this change your mind? They are losing four to one to the Ottawa Senators right now. Ottawa, does that change your mind at all? Ottawa might be the second best team in that division at this rate. I mean, <laughs> Honestly, they are they are doing well. You know who a guy? He, I guess he does get the accolades, but more f- so for his just like other antics is Brady Kachuk. That guy is a heck of a player. He's yep. supplanted Matthew in that family as like the clutch player, the kid who goes out there and does absolutely everything. He fights. He back checks. He hits. He kills penalties. He's on the power play. He he does everything he's a good little player he's very exciting to watch he's got a goal and assist tonight he, he he just does a little bit of everything he is dragging this ottawa senators team 
to, I don't want to say they're going to make the playoffs, but just they're competitive. You know what I mean? They're, they're not getting just walked over like we thought they were uh, 10 games into the season. This is after Matt Murray all of a sudden during warmups couldn't go. He got injured. So this backup goalie had to jump in to cord and they're beating the least four to one right now. I, 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 yeah, I will disagree with you with the only team in the North being Toronto. I have said this. I think Winnipeg does have a shot to take them down. I think if you look at the makeup of both teams, they're very similar. They have top end, high end talent. Winnipeg has an all-star goalie. Connor Hellebuck is a game changer. Freddie Anderson is good. He's not at the same level as Hellebuck. Winnipeg, if they could go out and deal for one or two defensemen to kind of shore up that back end, they would be a very dangerous team. And I know we say this a lot, like, okay, they need defensive help. They need defensive help. They have a really, really good offensive core. Like, everybody's playing well. Nick Ehlers is having a career year. He's, he's firing on all calendars, awesome. all cylinders. Shifley is doing well. Wheeler's doing what he always does. They have the offensive firepower right now. If you can go in and get a Matthias Ekholm from Nashville to kind of come in and play with Pionk, you have a really good team. So that's the only thing I'll say. I, I still think Toronto, like you said, is, is the top dog in that division. But Winnipeg is not far back. I think if they played – in the finals of that division, that would be a heck of a series. I would not sleep on Winnipeg, to say the least. But anyways, any other news, Tim, you want uh, to touch one, on? I got one more tonight. Uh, Bettman spoke okay. the other night, and he's basically said that the, the, the message was they're not going to keep the NHL, the North Division, around any longer than it needs to be, meaning next year we probably won't see it. And it might be a little bit different from usual, but like certainly the Vancouver, you know, I think they're going to give those guys a break and put them in the West. Uh, is that a mistake? Do you like the North Division? Do you think it's good for hockey? Or do you think it should go back to something closer to what it was before? Oh, I, I like the North Division. It's entertaining. My, actually, what I thought was going to happen earlier on in this season is kind of finally coming to fruition, where we are seeing some rivalry. We are seeing some hate. We are seeing oh, some yeah. fights. It's been really entertaining hockey. Every game you see, they're, like the, the guys I think are just sick and tired of playing each other. They're just like, not this guy again. You know, sticking me again. He's right beside me. Tempers are starting to, to get to a point where fights are happening. Guys are getting frustrated. It's entertaining hockey. And it's only going to continue to ramp up as the playoffs are around the corner. So every game is going to be a four-point game. That's the exciting thing. That's the thing where you look at the standings, like, oh, my gosh, I'm six points out. But I play the team in front of me four times. So I can make up that in two games and then some. So it, it's just going to continue to ramp up and be more and more exciting. As for the divisions, I think you have to change, change it up. I think you put Vancouver at West, Calgary, Edmonton. What I don't think you change is the amount of interdivision games that we're playing. I think this is great for hockey. I think you keep it. You're playing each team in your division six to eight times. You don't need to play every team in the league once. You don't. It's unnecessary. Maybe if you're LA, you go for an Eastern road swing. You, you, you take one division like they do in football. If the Bills are, you know, they're the AFC East, they play the, all, the, all the AFC twice, then they go out West, they play the NFC North teams once. That's it. They don't go to the NFC East or the AFC wherever, West or whatever it is. They pick one division and they play those teams. That's, that's what hockey could do. So if you're in the Western Conference, you go and you play the Metro Division. You play all those teams once. That's it. And you just kind of switch from year to year to year. That would be nice because so, I, I love the rivalry. I love this where you play two and three or three and four. Like, it's, it's so interesting. <laughs> I don't know. So, I, I think you give Vancouver a break and put them in the West, but you keep the amount of games in your division. That, that's what I think. And I, I, I like hope, that. I hope Gary kind of is thinking the same way. And it's, it eases up on travel. The players will like it. You stay in your own time zone more often. 
And it's just, it, I just think it makes it a better game. Yeah, Crosby doesn't go everywhere all the time. Yeah, Ovechkin doesn't go everywhere all the time. People have TVs. You know, you can watch it on TV. It's not going to affect the gate, in my opinion. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is, as it's always been, the NHL just needs to get out of its own way, right? And just and just let the, the right things happen. So hopefully they, they do that. But yeah, I, I agree that those divisional games, I mean, I'm following the Bruins most closely, obviously, but the stuff like the Rangers and, and the Capitals, the, the, the fights and the hits and just like the, the drama on the ice that's been happening the last couple of weeks is just so much fun to watch. Every single game is feeling like a playoff game. You got the Tom Wilson stuff, you got uh, Brendan Lemieux, you got Trent Frederick, you know, just, there's so much like just it's just so funny and so fun to watch. So yeah, more of that for sure, especially down the stretch when you, like you said, you got a couple of teams going for like, you know, three spots or something or one spot. And, and uh, you know, you got a bunch of games in hand together down the line. It, it basically is the playoffs. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch down the stretch here. Yeah, I agree. It, it's, it's really exciting hockey. This, this season has been a success so far. Hopefully, hopefully nothing gets in the way of that. I have some bad news. Um, it's worse than your COVID. Oh no. Um, Jake Gardner cleared waivers. <sighs> I really hope we didn't have to talk about that. I, I was debating it. I know how much, um, he means to our fan base because I know how much he means to me. Um, <laughs> what do I do with my super fan shirt, John? <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. What do I do with my tattoo on my arm? <laughs> so your video from, from yesterday, uh, people that don't listen to the show are like, they're so confused. They're like, is, is he serious? Or is he like, is it satire? Like it's, it's, it feels serious, but then he said he was his best friend. So I, I, I don't know. Could you want to address? I mean, I guess everyone who listens to the show is listening now gets, gets our, our, our love for Jake Gardner, but that was a great video. I actually, I like Jake Gardner on and off the ice. I know. I skated with him in the summer. He's a great guy, very quiet, very composed, much like he is on the ice. You know, he doesn't get too excited. He doesn't get too amped up. He's a very steady as you go type defenseman. I do think he's a valuable defenseman. Yes, he might make a little bit more than his, you know, value brings, but that's not his fault. The team gave him that contract. He didn't, he didn't demand it. Carolina said, here, take this money. And he said, okay, I'm going to sign the contract. That's not Jake's fault. So I do think he belongs in the NHL. I do think he's an asset. Hopefully um, Carolina, they have such a good defensive core. That's, that's the problem. Like they have, they have a really, really good back six. So it's hard to crack that. And when you're making that much money and you're like, he's produced excuse me, producing, but not like in, you know, he's got seven assists. Like he's, he's also not, got some injury trouble too. That's, that's holding. Yeah. Him back he's right got now. some in back trouble. He's got some other injury trouble. I, I don't know. Hopefully he lands in the NHL at some point, they could find a trade partner for him and they can eat some of his contract. Cause he How about Winnipeg. Defense. How about Winnipeg? Oh my gosh. What a dream. If he went to Winnipeg, the Winnipeg Jets would be my new favorite hockey team because I already like the way they're made. And if he went there, I tell you what, they, they would be, Favorite favorite over Toronto if he went to Winnipeg. Imagine they played in the finals, game seven. Oh. Mr. Let's dump on Jake Gardner in game seven. He throws up a hat trick and he just skates off the ice in Toronto. And they all of a sudden let fans into the rink for the last game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, imagine. I hope he goes to Winnipeg. That would that makes too much sense. Carolina picks up some of his contract. He goes to Winnipeg. Boston. He plays a decent Boston would Boston's not gonna make the playoffs. They, can, they cannot win a game in Boston. Stop. They cannot. 
They got Halak eight games against Buffalo left. Rask is hurt. Halak is their only hope. He's playing fairly well. Their, their first line is being just smothered every single game by everybody else on the other team. They have no secondary scoring anymore. Everything that you thought was going to come true has come true. Boston is in trouble. They are in dire straits. Hopefully the Buffalo pill will help them, which it will. But it's just a mirage. They're not the team that they think they are. They're going to win six of those eight, and then imagine if they lose six of the eight. How fast <laughs> do they fire their coach? How oh, fast yeah. does Don God. Sweeney get shown the gate? Oh, what if that happens? Because it, 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 it very well could. Because it very well could. Not with Jack Eichel out. He's out for the foreseeable future. Let's, let's just end with this. Is Jack Eichel really hurt, or is he sending a message to Buffalo saying, hey, trade me? No, he's hurt. He's hurt. I mean, he's seeing a specialist out of state, right? They don't just do that. So he's hurt. Um, but I'm sure he's not rushing back either. He's not itching to get back on and be a part of that mess. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 that's just, it's, I don't know where to start with Buffalo. We can do a whole nother episode on that and spend 45 minutes talking about what a mess they are, but not tonight. I think we've done 10 episodes on Buffalo (laughs) and and they never say it always seems to end the same way. We just shake our head. Like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what's going on in Buffalo. Start (laughs) every off season. We're like, they're going to, you know what? They figured it out. They signed some players. It's going to be great. We talked to a couple of players like, get me out of here. I don't want to be here. They start the season hot. And then it's just a complete free for all. This year they didn't get the hot start. (laughs) You have to give them some credit for, for making moves in the off season. They're not doing nothing. They, they went and got hall. They went and got stall. They, you know, they're making, they're adding pieces. It's just not, it just didn't work. It just failed. That's all. Skinner. They're adding all the wrong pieces. Hall stall. (laughs) Not good. But anyways, uh, hopefully they turn it around. I love Buffalo. I love San Jose. I love all my former teams. I, I really lucked out with the cities I played in. Anyways, Tim, you're in Boston now. You sh- surprised your mom for a birthday. Go and uh, give her a little kiss. You guys doing birthday cakes, all that stuff? On Tuesday, yeah. Tuesday's her actual birthday. But yeah, I surprised her today and met her at my brother's apartment. And uh, she was super excited. She cried. She was, couldn't believe it. So yeah, I think I'm going to go back out and have a glass of wine. And so to tell everyone, Tim's over COVID. He, he, he yes. doesn't have any symptoms. Yes. I'm, <laughs> so I'm, he flew. I'm like 20 days past that window. So I'm, I'm good now. <laughs> Just a preference that. Yeah. Get some hate mail. You're going to get some text messages, Tim. But anyways, go have some fun with your mom. Tell her I said hi. Tell her I said dear to happy birthday. And uh, I will talk to everybody. on. One- Are you going to be on the Wednesday podcast? Or you mean Boston? Uh, we'll see. We'll talk. All right. Sounds good. Thanks for listening, everybody. I really appreciate it. Have a good week. Cheers. Thanks for listening to Dropping the Gloves with John Scott, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from to never miss an episode. 